0: Robert Sapp here. Welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate you listening. Don't know when you're listening to this, but welcome back. Enjoy having you. We're sitting out in my little workshop here. Kind of warm here tonight, August the 6th. But wanted to talk about some scriptures that that's really touched me over the years and has really meant a lot to me. I mean, that could be in anywhere from Genesis to Revelation, but... These scriptures are taken from Mark, chapter 5, starting with verse um, 25. Now, this is in the King James Version of the Bible. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Matthew tells us if she could touch the hem of his garment. And straightway, verse 29, Mark 5, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed, of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of the plague. The little lady with the issue of blood. Now when I read these scriptures, I actually think of my mother. Not that she had an issue of blood. She did She did fight cancer multiple times. She had an ulcer. Uh, that's not what makes me think of her. But I've always envisioned this lady about the size of my mom. About five foot Less than a hundred pounds, just a little tiny waif of a woman, and she had battled this illness for twelve years. She had spent all of her money at doctors' offices and and wherever she thought she could go to to get some relief, to be made whole, to whatever. Because now let's let's back up for just a second and let's look at the culture of the times the culture of the times back then was during a lady's menstrual period she was considered unclean and she was not allowed to be in her same house with her husband or her family if she sat on anything that was unclean if she laid on anything that was unclean so she was pretty much ostracized while she had her monthly period this lady had apparently had been hemorrhaging because it says her fountain of blood and that means that there was blood that was flowing so she was hemorrhaging some even say that she was maybe a hemophiliac an, uh, a free bleeder and that may be don't know don't we have no way of knowing but we know that she had an issue it was with her blood and most bible scholars will tell you that she was probably bleeding so she had been ostracized for 12 years she had been considered unclean for 12 years while she was battling this she was going to doctors and she was spending the money and she was doing this and she was taking this drug and she was doing this medicine and she was washing and she was you know they had some weird religious and weird medicine back then and and she tried it all and nothing had helped but one day one day she heard about jesus somebody had told her about the man from galilee the man of nazarene and she had heard about him and she said oh but if i could just see him oh if i could just touch him oh if i could just get close to him and then to her amusement to her delight she heard jesus was coming down the road Oh, this is my time. All I have to do is is get close enough to touch the hem of his garment, and I will be made whole. See, she had faith that Jesus would heal her. She didn't need for him to lay hands on her. She didn't even need to be seen. As a matter of fact, she didn't want to be seen because she had this issue of blood, and she was unclean. She just wanted to get close enough to Jesus to touch his garment. And that moment has arrived. Jesus is coming down the road, but when she looks, there is a multitude of people following and surrounding Jesus. Ah oh, man, what am I gonna do now? It's too hard. I'll just have to stay here. I'll just have to stay in this condition. I can't I can't do anything. No. She did not have a defeatist attitude. She decided that no matter what it took, no matter how much of a struggle, no matter how much of a problem it was to her, she was going to get her situation to Jesus. Now some Bible scholars will even tell you that she crawled through the crowd, that she might have gotten knocked down off of her feet and she was on her hands and knees and she still continued to go forward whether she did she didn't she did continue to go forward she pushed her way through the crowd she worked her way she zigzagged through the crowd she done what she could do and before long jesus was standing right in front of her all she had to do was reach out and touch the hem of his garment that she could just reach out and touch his clothes and she'd be made whole and she did. She was not afraid. Now, Jesus is, is you know standing in front of her, but he's facing away from her. He's walking down the road. She's gotten up behind him. She reaches out. She touches him. Maybe she's standing beside of him. She reaches over and she grabs his clothes. She just reaches out and touches his clothes. Nothing big, nothing major. But she knew that moment that she touched his clothes, she realized that moment she was made whole. She realized that the fountain of blood had dried up and that she was no longer unclean. She was made whole. Jesus stops. Because you see, he felt virtue. He felt the healing power flow through him to his clothing to someone and he asked the question, who touched me? The disciples looked at him probably like he was crazy at this time and went, well, wait a minute. You you see these people. They're all around you. They're bumping into you, and you're asking who touched you? He said, no, you don't understand. This was a special touch. There was someone with faith that touched me. There was someone who, who reached out and grabbed a hold of my clothing and, and touched the hem of my garment, and I felt the healing went from my body to their body, and they're made whole. Who touched me? He wasn't saying it accusingly, he wasn't mad, he wasn't upset, he just wanted to see the individual. And this little lady with boldness, some boldness, some fear, reverential fear, I'm sure, also an awestruck fear of wow, what just happened to me? I've always thought it, you know, it was probably like a bolt of lightning, an electricity shock went through her. She says, Jesus, Jesus, it was me. You see, I battled this illness for 12 years, and I knew that if I could just reach out and touch your garments, that I would be made whole, and I was able to worm my way up here, and I was able to get into the center of this crowd, where you are, in the center, and I was able to reach out and touch your clothing, and I, I was made whole. And I believe that Jesus, the Bible doesn't say this, but I've always believed that Jesus smiled at her, and his eyes twinkled. And he said daughter which was high praise back then okay to be a daughter was was something special that was a place of honor in certain cultures certain sects, certain beliefs and Jesus was of that belief that women were important women were special women are just as important as men he said daughter your faith has made you whole go in peace he wasn't mad he just wanted to meet the individual now what does this have to do with us today in this day and age well you know you you might be struggling with a problem whether it's physical or mental or psychological or spiritual or financial or you know whatever you might be struggling you might have had this problem for a while and oh there is no cure there is nothing that doctors can do. You're at your wit's end. Maybe the pain is so great that you're even considering killing yourself, taking your own life to rid yourself of the physical or the mental or whatever the pain, the embarrassment may be. But hear me, child. Hear me, man. Hear me, woman. Hear me, daughter. Hear me, son. Jesus is still touching. Jesus is still there. He's still reaching out to people and He's still allowing people to reach out to Him. And we do that now spiritually through our prayers. But I don't know how to pray. Yes, you do. Yes. Yes, you do. If you know how to talk to someone, if you can form a a thought in your head, Jesus can hear the thoughts of our heart. But if you can talk audibly and you talk to your best friend or your husband, or your wife, or whomever with love and compassion and you you are sincere when you tell your children, good night, I love you, then you know how to pray. Because that's how you talk to Jesus. You talk to him with love and sincerity. You go to him with a contrite heart. You tell him, Lord, I'm sorry. I know I messed up. Boy, how many times I've had to tell him that. And Jesus never says, "I forget you." He always says, "It's all right. Come, let's talk." And after a while, the conversation is normal. It's regular. Yes, I talk to God, and yes, God talks to me. That makes me crazy. Then I'm crazy, and I don't want to be any. I don't want to be sane. If having God to talk to me and me being able to talk to God makes me insane, then I don't want to be sane. Oh, it's not a booming voice from heaven, even though it could be. He said he was in the still small voice in Elijah's day. He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the earthquake. But he was in that still small voice. And that's the way he still talks to us. How do I know if God's talking to me? Well, you don't have to ask. You'll know when God's talking to you. But I've asked him and asked him and asked him to heal me, and he hasn't. Well, let me tell you just a little short snippet of my story. 1994, I woke up blind. Somewhere between 94 and 99, I know what it's like to be paralyzed. Between 94 and 99, maybe even into 2000 a little bit, I know what it's like to have a a nasty little headache. Even into... The 2000s i know what it was like to have a nasty little headache that never went away was always with me i was diagnosed with lougarian's disease for a while then they decided about you know, a few months later up to about six months later that i didn't have lougarian's disease i probably had multiple sclerosis multiple sclerosis is physical it's mental it's emotional I've had this disease for a long time I have fallen I have been confused I have forgot people's names I've even forgot my wife and my children's name I've been lost in my bedroom and I know that sounds funny but I have God's hasn't cured me here on this earth doesn't mean that God can't cure me here on this earth Just means that he hasn't cured me here on this earth. And you know what, guys? He may not. I may go to my grave with multiple sclerosis in my body. But if I and I can still, if I go to my grave with MS in my body, I can still make it to heaven as long as I have Jesus in my heart. But I cannot get to heaven if I go to my grave without Jesus in my heart. So the key here is having Jesus having a relationship with Jesus. And having a relationship means that we learn to communicate with one another. You can be sick here on this earth, and it does not mean that Jesus doesn't love you. You can have physical or financial or mental problems here on this earth, it does not mean that Jesus does not love you he can heal you here on this earth and i am sitting here today august the 6th i'm watching that happen with several people that i know now some people in 2020 has passed away that i've prayed for oh lord that your will you know heal these people but should we be praying if it's his will because everything that happens is his will whether we accept it or not we pray lord your will but trust me, the Lord's will will happen. What we need to learn how to pray is, Lord, give me strength in your will. Give me strength in the answer to the, to the situation. Now, sometimes the answer is what I ask for. Sometimes the answer is not what I ask for. So that's the reason why you need strength in this. My son-in-law earlier this year was killed in a car wreck. Laid in a coma for a while. I prayed, Lord, heal him, heal him, heal him, heal him. He did not heal him on this side of glory. So, guys, we can can die sick, but we can't die without Jesus if we want to make it to heaven. It's extremely important to understand. And it's also extremely important to understand that that illness, no matter what it is, is not you. I am NOT MS I am me that has MS it's not my definition it's not who I am I am a child of the king I'm an heir to the throne oh I struggle I have my problems but I am an heir to the throne and Jesus said in my Father's house are many mansions, but I go to prepare a place for you. He's coming back. This little lady in, this, in the Scriptures of Mark, Matthew, tells us so much about where we're at in this world today, in the 20, 21st century. It tells us so much of where we're at we have got to learn to get in touch with god we have got to learn to communicate with god she believed that if she could get close enough to god that her illness would be made whole and it was you have got to believe that if you get close enough to god that the problems of this world don't matter whether you're sick or financially or homeless or whatever they really don't matter as long as you get close to god and when it's time for you to go god will call you home see we're temporary we're passing through down here this is not home this is just a way station the way we're just sojourners One of my favorite bluegrass gospel songs poor wayfaring stranger i'm just a wayfaring stranger i'm trying to make it home guys i love you appreciate you listening to these podcasts don't know when you're listening to them don't know where you're listening to them at don't know what platform you're using but hear me it does not matter what i say it matters what God says and God says to ask and ye shall receive to call on him to come unto him for he is meek and lowly come unto him all that are tired and heavy laden for I will give you rest come unto me and take my yoke upon me for my burden is light and my yoke is easy Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings upon our life, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to come and to communicate with each other, Lord, and to communicate with you, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, each and every person that's listening and will listen, Lord, that, Lord, you'll hear their cry like I know you will, Lord, like you have heard mine in the past. Lord, that you'll bless and keep, Lord, until the appointed time, Lord, Until we can come back again. In Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you later.